Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all all know the little cartoon, Horton Hears a Who? This is for somebody. <laughs> your voice matters. The devil tells you it's okay. You don't have to say anything. They're praying. You don't have to do this. Somebody else will do it. He whispers that in your ear. He's whispered it in mine. No need to lift your voice. They're, they are lift theirs. But in that story, that one voice saved Whoville. I know it's a cartoon, but there's some reality there. Your voice matters. God wants to hear it. Could be your voice that brings the breakthrough. So never let the enemy tell you that what you have to say doesn't matter. Hallelujah. I give you praise, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen. The title of this word is Spirit of the Lord equals freedom. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord equals freedom. It says, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. <laughs> liberty. Liberty. Freedom. It means unrestraint. It means the limits have been removed. Nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. See, God said all things are possible with Him. Why is all things possible with God for us? Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. That makes all things possible. That means the limits have been removed. God told me one time, he says, you can have whatever you can believe me for. That's pretty open-ended right there. He's a big God to make a statement like that. I can have whatever I can believe him for. 
He's not afraid that I'm going to believe him for something he can't he can't bring into existence. My limits or my imagination does not concern him. He is a big God. Verse 18 says, but we with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Beholding as in a glass. That means that we look at Jesus like a mirror. We look in the mirror and we see Jesus and we compare ourselves to him. And from glory to glory, we are changed into his image. That's what, what's happening at the altars this morning. They come and get in the glory, and they're changed into the image. Yes, some of them were praying and laying down laying down their kids, laying down different things at the altar. They were laying them down. But when you lay them down, you're also letting God work in that situation, but it's also changing you. When you can release it, it changes you into the image of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God is a God of order. Let's go to Proverbs 9, chapter 10. Hallelujah. just want to say, I don't want y'all to leave too early today. We got a baptism. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Fear of God comes first, then wisdom comes, and then freedom comes. You want freedom in an area, it starts with fear in God. It starts there. It starts with fearing God. What I mean by fearing Him is not running and hiding because He can He can burn you up. Because He can burn you up if you hide anyway, so you might as well not. The fear of God means to honor Him and respect Him and to Acknowledge him as Lord. Acknowledge him as who he is, the God of all. That's fearing God. When we do that, then we have access to his wisdom. And his wisdom brings freedom. His wisdom does not always line up with our wisdom. But it still brings freedom. 
Just ask Moses when you get to heaven. Moses feared God more than he feared the people. Or he would have run up into the mountain and stayed, never come back. He was leading a million plus people being chased by Pharaoh's army up against the sea. They had them pinned against the sea. God's wisdom says, stretch forth your rod and tell the people to walk. Stretch forth his rod and the people walked and freedom came. But it started with fearing God. That's where we get into the miracle realm is when we fear God. We fear Him, then the spirit of wisdom comes. That's the realm miracles happen in. That's why the devil tries to keep us in our mind all the time. He wants us to operate in our mind. Jesus walked on water. Peter walked on water. Every disciple that was in the boat could have walked on water. They could have. But Peter says, bid me come to you. If the rest of them had done the same thing, they would, every one of them would have got out of the boat. Freedom. Freedom comes when you hear the wisdom of God. Apparently, God spoke to Jesus and told him to walk across the water because that's what he was doing. The Bible says that he doesn't do anything that his father didn't tell him to do. So apparently, God spoke to him and says, walk on over to the other side. So he walked. Then here comes Peter. Tell me to come to you, Jesus. Peter walks. Freedom. Why is that freedom? Because there wasn't a boat for Jesus. If he hadn't walked on the water, he'd had to walk around. It's a lot farther to walk around a lake than it is to walk across one. It's freedom. There's a lot to that. See, the Spirit of God brings freedom from what we see. It brings freedom from our natural mind. It brings freedom from what we see in the natural. Because in the natural, it says you can't do this. But if God says that we can, we can. See, the Spirit laws... The heavens, heaven's laws override natural laws. <laughs> heaven's laws, Jesus overrode the law of gravity. <laughs> he overrode the law of gravity. That kind of stuff happens all through the Bible, not with just Jesus prophet can't remember his name now one of the prophets 
think it was Elijah or Elisha, told the king after he prophesied a drought and then he said it was going to rain, he told the king to get down off the mountain. The king took his chariot and took off to town, whatever city that was. And the, you can read it in the word. Elijah outrun the chariot. That is not natural. Elijah was running in the spirit. He outrun the king's chariot. Hallelujah. See, we have the Holy Spirit. Just think about that. We have the third person of the Trinity living inside of us. We have the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Do I have a full grasp of that? No. But it sounds real good to me when I say it. I have the one living in me that raised Jesus from the dead. Try that. I have the one that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of me. <laughs> Let's do that again. I have the one that raised Jesus from the dead, Miss Sue, living inside of me. I have the one that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of me. Hallelujah. We could walk on water. Hallelujah. Jesus had a hold of it and he walked on water. But because of that, because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, there is no excuse that God will receive from us. Did you hear that? Let's get, let's get re to reality then. I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. So when God gives me instructions, there is no excuse as far as he's concerned. There is no excuse that I can give him that would justify me not doing what he said. Because I have the Holy Ghost. And every excuse that I put out there as to why I can't, I don't, I won't, whatever it is, on judgment day, it's going to be burnt up. There is no excuse that God will receive. Romans 8, 14. says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, 
they are the sons of God. That's real plain. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. I heard a a lady, her name's Apostle Lynetta Dent, she made the statement. She said, if the Holy Ghost is in charge, where's the fruit? If the Holy Ghost is in charge, where is the fruit? That's getting real. We can say the Holy Ghost is in charge. Where's the fruit? The Holy Ghost bears fruit. The fruit is freedom. The fruit is freedom from whatever has you bound. The fruit is freedom from what excuse we use to stop our purpose, to stop our destiny. If the Holy Ghost is in charge, where is the fruit? Isaiah 45, 5. says, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. That's what God says about himself. There is, there is no other God. There is no God beside him. It doesn't matter what we call them. We can call them gods, but there actually there is no other God. Period. One of God's names is called El Shaddai. It means God Almighty. It means I am your Almighty God. I am your all sufficient God. I am your God of more than enough. Colossians 2. Chapter 9, I mean verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. It says, For in Him, which is Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10 says, And you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. In Jesus dwells all the fullness of God. El Shaddai dwells in Jesus. El Shaddai, I am your almighty God, dwells in Jesus. El Shaddai, I am your all-sufficient God, dwells in Jesus.
El Shaddai, I am your God of more than enough, dwells in Jesus. The fullness of God dwells in Jesus. In verse 10, and you are complete in him. El Shaddai dwells in you. If he lives in Jesus, Jesus is the full embodiment of God, and Jesus lives in us, then El Shaddai lives in us. That's why it can say in that scripture, you are complete in him. You are complete in him. We got to know him. Let's go to Judges chapter 6, verse 11. See, here, here a few Sundays ago, Apostle came and talked at the morning, at the noon, at the 9.30 prayer. And she talked about Gideon. About Gideon hiding. In Judges 6, 11, it says, There came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak tree, which was an Ophrah, and pertained, that pertained to Joash and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide from the Midianites. Gideon was hiding. You know what Gideon's name means? Warrior. It means to destroy anything. When you look it up, that's what it means. Gideon's name means warrior to destroy anything. Gideon knew what his name meant. When they named people in the Old Testament in the Bible, their names had a meaning and had a purpose. They named them for a reason. That's what his name meant. You would think having a name that means to destroy anything that you wouldn't be hiding. But he was hiding. We have the Holy Ghost. Do we hide? We have the greatest power in existence living inside of us. Do we hide? Let's look at verse 12. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The angel knew what his name meant. He called him a mighty man of valor. Verse 13, And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our father told us of? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. 
The angel just told him in verse 12, the Lord is with you and called him a mighty man of valor. And Gideon complained. Gideon threw out an excuse. He says, why is all this trouble? Why am I having all this trouble? But verse 14 says, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Let me paraphrase what God told him. So the Lord looked upon him and said, get up and do something about it. He told Gideon to get up and do something. Get up and do something. Get up out of your complaining. Get up out of your self-pity. And do what I tell you to do. That's what God told him. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. That's what God wants us to do today. He wants us to get up out of our self-pity. Get up out of our reasonings. Get up out of our excuses. Get up out of I can't. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get up. We are to never settle for anything less than what God has spoken. We are to never settle for anything less than what God has spoken to us. You know, the Bible mentions the Lord of hosts. And I've always thought the Lord of hosts, you know, the, the Lord of the armies of heaven, the Lord of the armies of the angels is what I thought. But you look up the word host, it means a mass of people. We are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. Y'all know where I'm going with this. When he says he's the Lord of hosts, he's the Lord of those, he's the Lord of us. We are part of the armies of heaven. We are part of the armies of heaven. We are part of the armies of heaven. We fight with God. We fight with God. We fight with God. When he says Lord of hosts, that includes everything. It includes the angels as well, but we are included in that. It doesn't mean that the angels are going to... The angels do come and fight with us and for us, but they don't fight with us and for us while we sit down. They fight with us and for us when we fight. when we fight what God says fight, how he says fight, because there's, it may be Gideon later on, he says the angel of the Lord appeared to him 
and he, he could see him standing afar off with his sword drawn. And Gideon approached him and says, are you with us or against us? And his answer was neither. And the reason being is because as long as Gideon was on God's side, the angel of the Lord of hosts was on his side. He was going to fight for God whether Gideon did or not. So we can either be on God's side in the, in the battle or be on the enemy's side. That's our choice. It came out last Wednesday night during our home group meeting here that God has called us to be a militant people. We are to be a militant people. A militant people is a people that are willing to fight, that's willing to go to war, that's willing to press past their emotions, their feelings, and engage the enemy. That's a militant people. That's what we are called to be. When we see the enemy advancing, it should Righteous indignation should rise up in us. We should start. There have been times, you know, that you see something happen, and that's the first thing that starts coming out of your mouth. Something starts happening, and you know it's not from God. Instead of saying, oh, I wish this didn't happen, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is you start praying, shokorotashekete. You start taking authority over it. You let that Holy Ghost rise up in you. And you start declaring war on the enemy. We are a militant people. We got to get that in us that we are a militant people. We're an army. If we were not a militant people, we wouldn't need the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus to wage war against the enemy with. We have the Holy Ghost inside of us to wage war, to establish God's kingdom on this earth. We are a militant people. We are a militant people. We are a militant people. We are part of the Lord of hosts. I don't know, but I found out, I didn't find that out till this morning. <laughs> that I am part of the Lord of hosts. When the Bible says the Lord of hosts in, in his word, he's talking about the angels of heaven and the saints that are willing to wage war with him. Hallelujah. We are a militant people. It doesn't mean we fight with our neighbor because their dog barks. It means we go to prayer. It means we wage our war in the spirit, not in the flesh. But we, but we are a militant people. 
Hallelujah. If you want God to stir up some fight in you, if you want some fight stirred up, you want some righteous indignation stirred up, you want to step into fighting with the angels of heaven, then I want you to come. I want you to come. If we don't have fight in us, the enemy's going to walk all over us. Just because you don't fight him doesn't mean he's going to leave you alone. That's the thing about him. He's going to fight you whether you fight him or not. So we might as well learn to fight. He's going to fight whether we fight. Hallelujah. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.